Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio Hey, everybody, this is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-line plot holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy with your friend Steve and Izzy Hey everybody, this is Steve. Um, as you know, I've been going back through some of the old episodes and just uh, trying to clean up the audio and uh, make, them, make them more listenable than they uh, were since they haven't been up for uh, about a year now. Um, but yeah, there's some good episodes. Uh, this one is for Day of the Dolphin, which you've probably heard us reference dozens of times over the years. But uh, it's George C. Scott and Dolphin Assassins. So what's not to love? Uh, yeah, enjoy. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy Whether one line is plot holes or two it is poopies It's time to get busy with your friends, Stephen Izzy Once upon a time there was a dolphin who was framed for a murder he didn't commit <laughs> And George C. Scott has to try and clear his name <laughs> It's it's true. That's, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the 80s version of this. But, uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned from Movies. And today's episode, we talk about a wonderful movie, 1973's Day of the Dolphin. Uh, last episode, we talked about uh, Night of the Lepus. Which involved uh, giant bloodthirsty rabbits. This mm-hmm. week, we go the exact opposite. Dolphin assassins. Dolphin assassins! <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey. Yeah, yeah this, um, well, should we just get right into the, the plot of this wonderful movie? No, I or? think we need a beer. Oh my gosh, and you're absolutely then right. we will jump in. I am a little parched. He's going to grab us a beer really quick. Alrighty, so we have a delightful beer here, a chocolate hazelnut porter from a heretic. Mm, heretic Brewing up in Fairfield, uh, Fairfield? Yeah, Fairfield, Fairfield, California. This is easily one of our favorite beers. 
Absolutely. in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a rich and chocolatey uh, chocolate hazelnut porter, as described. Yeah, yeah uh, world-famous homebrewer Jamil Z. Is it Vemelhoff, I think, is something is his last name. Uh, he went and helped start it, and this was uh, apparently the recipe that won him a bunch of awards, like Homebrew of the Year and stuff like that. But now it's made on a large scale, um, and it's what within a mile of the uh, giant Budweiser factory up there in Fairfield. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I hope you can hear that at home because that sounds delightful. Yeah. Uh, of course, being a, a porter, it's a nice, dark, rich color, uh, kind of like chocolate velvet. Um, what do you think, sweetie? Mm, let's see. It's a pitch black color. Light does not penetrate it, which is always a good sign in my book. It's got a nice uh, caramely colored head on it. Very thick, tight bubbles. Indeed. Um, and yeah, it's just fantastic. It's chocolate and hazelnut, like I, I work for a five-star hotel in the area, and uh, mm. it's a lot like little uh, desserts they have um, with almost all their meals, like little aperitifs at the end. There's <coughs> chocolate and hazelnut and just malty goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely, it's not super hoppy, so if you are a hophead, probably not going to be one of your favorites. But if you were a fan of chocolate, dark chocolate especially, caramel and coffee, yeah, this is a beer for you. Fantastic. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Excellent. Well, yeah, we highly recommend if you uh, can find Heretic in your area, get it. Mm-hmm. You will not regret it. All um, right, honey. So Day of the Dolphin. Day of the Dolphin. George uh, C. Scott's greatest George, movie? Oh, I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> look, it's uh, directed by Mike Nichols. Um, you may know him. Uh, he directed, like, The Graduate, uh, Biloxi Blues, the Birdcage, Charlie Ooh. Wilson's War, kind of a diverse a working girl. <laughs> Wolf. Oh, that might have to come up on here, oh. too, with uh, Jack Nicholson and Michelle yeah. Viper. Uh, so a diverse background from the director, but it stars uh, George C. Scott, of course, legendary mm-hmm. actor from Patton and all those other movies. Yeah, Trisha Van De- Devere. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Trish Van Devere, uh, I believe his wife. Uh, also a very young Paul Sorvino. As, uh, oh, and uh, Edward Herman, who recently passed away, but they're they're both like super young, like probably in their twenties, early thirties <laughs> in this one. But, but first, let's talk about the real stars of this film. Oh, of course, Buck and Ginger, also known as Fa and Ba, or Alpha and Beta. Alpha and Beta, Fa, Fa and B. Ba, B, B. That's right, because that's what dolphins make. <laughs> Actually, what what, what what's the sound a dolphin makes, sweetie? Very good. She can do it. I totally yeah. cannot. <laughs> That's right. That's all me. This sexy girl. All right. Should we just do a quick wrap-up of the plot of the movie to start? To all begin? right. So, basically, George C. Scott is a dolphin researcher who somehow has convinced a university to pay for his private dolphin island. <laughs> and uh, there he is studying dolphin communication, specifically with the very first captive-bred dolphin, Alpha. Uh Alpha, he is attempting to teach to talk. That's right. But eventually, Alpha gets lonely. And after, I don't know, what feels like an hour and a half of George C. Scott swimming with dolphins, <laughs> we cut back to some plot of uh, where they capture a wild dolphin, who they name Beta, to uh, for Alpha to make love to. 
Oh, also after George C. Scott's wife has been attacked. Yeah. <laughs> not wanting to. It got a little, a little frisky in the, the tank or he whatever. He didn't want her to leave the tank. <laughs> Was he excited? <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, so, yeah. So, eventually he teaches uh, Alpha to talk. Fa. Because Fa loves Pa. So he does, uh, George C. Scott does a couple of little, like, interviews with some of the, uh, the staff from the university and that on what he's been doing. And eventually word gets out about these talking dolphins, in which case the dolphins are kidnapped by a group of bad guys. And basically the plot is to take the talking dolphins, strap some bombs to their heads, have them swim up to the president's boat, leave the bomb, and swim away. Oh, and they would have to kill Fa because he's a witness. So yeah, that that's basically the movie. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if so, you're a fan of George C. Scott, Scott Scott in a scuba suit frolicking with dolphins <laughs> and kind of caressing them a little too sexually, this yeah, is the movie for you. There, there's definitely a couple scenes, especially in the beginning. Uh, I know oh, the pace yeah. was a lot lower back, uh, a lot slower back in the '70s, but there's definitely some scenes where it's like, so is this like? A love scene? It starts turning into like, porn. They get, yeah, they go just slowly caressing. Even the music is kind of like some sort <laughs> of mermaid porn thing kind of going on. But uh, and, and then, of course, it climaxes when the air escapes his tank and breaches the surface. It's like, is, is that the money shot? What? <laughs> <laughs> what can we say? George C. Scott likes to stroke his long, slick dolphin. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, George C. Scott is George C. Scott in this movie. Oh, he, he George C. Scott's it up. Uh, it's, it's fantastic that it starts with, uh, I mean, pretty ominous music for what this movie yeah. is. Like, it starts out like, it's, ooh, it might be like a horror thing, like Night of the Lepus, but it's totally not. Not even yeah, close. Yeah, definitely the opening intro music with shots of, let's face it, adorable little dolphins <laughs> swimming around is straight up horror mu- mu- music. So yeah. I can't talk. And then George C. Scott comes in, and he's looking directly at the camera, Imagine every single sensation, every nerve of your body being able to experience ecstasy, just feeling everything around you within miles. <laughs> this true. is the life of a dolphin. Dun, dun, dun. And it goes on saying how uh, you know dolphins have the big brains and all this other stuff. But but it's him, you know, doing a speech, and mm-hmm. it's George C. Scott at his finest. Uh, I would say that. <laughs> and then there's about an hour and twenty minutes of documentary footage and <laughs> George C. Scott frolicking with the dolphins. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that. Um it's basically a really slow build um with uh, you know beautiful scenery shot in, down mm-hmm. the Bahamas and everything. But um yeah, it's just a little slower pace mm-hmm. and then it seems like the conflict is thrown in the, like, last, 20 the, the last 20 minutes, and it's amazing. It's because, really because it's like, oh, I thought I was just watching, you know, a guy trying to get money for, oh, my gosh, apparently so much money for this island in the Bahamas right? and this giant research facility for his four people. I imagine millions of dollars and in grant money. And his wife lives there, and, like, their bedroom <laughs> window goes is, like, is the dolphin tank. Yeah, apparently they live at the Sandals. No, <laughs> By the way, honey, I want to stay in a hotel room where the window is a dolphin tank. Oh, that would be awesome. And they can just watch us make they it. They can just watch us. <laughs> they like to watch. From what I hear, they do. <laughs> Dolphins um, are pervs. So, fun fact about this movie, honey. Uh, about the day before the last day of 
filming, the dolphins called it a wrap, escaped their tank, and were never seen or heard from again. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's walking off with a paycheck right there. <laughs> Fucking Ginger said, check, please. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I have another fun fact for mm-hmm. you. Um, I mentioned this movie was directed by Mike Nichols. You know who was originally supposed to direct this movie? Who? Have you heard of a gentleman by the name of Roman Polanski? Why on earth would he not have been able to direct this? He was at the top of his game, right? Uh, he was. Mm-hmm. Um, however, apparently, right, like they did the principal photography and everything, um, his wife Sharon Tate was murdered by the Manson family, and <gasps> so he had other things going on. <laughs> he I, may have been slightly distracted. I mean, can you imagine Roman Polanski directing a movie like this? This would be a very different film. <laughs> Wouldn't it be that different, though? Maybe a little more sexual anyway, though. <laughs> Tracy Scott wouldn't have been wearing his wedding ring. That's true. Or that giant watch that I hope was waterproof. Cause it was All right. Huge. So my biggest nitpick about this movie, and some may be saying that I may be nitpicking a little too much, but there is a scene where uh, basically the intern that uh, betrays the whole the whole group mm-hmm. Uh, he's swimming in his, like, just khaki short shorts, and he is wearing, like, the biggest 70s belt I've ever yeah. seen, and his khaki shorts are see-through, and that is fine. It's the belt. Who <laughs> swims with a goddamn belt? A man who has no other alternative. Also, I'm pretty sure you can see the outline of his dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean... It's a know. good thing it's greeny yeah, It's a good thing it's, you know, 16 millimeter or whatever right. <laughs> from a distance. So. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, towards the end of this movie, basically the dolphins are kidnapped and essentially used as assassins, uh, where they strap a bomb to the top of their head, and because of their training, they, you know, they, they show early in the movie they can, you know, distinguish shapes and apparently flags. They're shown a flag, uh, you know, the presidential seal, the eagle, and everything, so that they can go into an exclusive, secured area where no humans or boats could get through, but a dolphin can strap a bomb to the bottom above the presidential yacht. Uh, oh Was this President Jeff Lemon? Let's see. Early 70s president. Oh, my God. The dolphins have killed Nixon? Or was this right after? Was I'm going to go ahead and say this is... George C. Scott stops dolphin, dolphins from murdering Nixon. <laughs> he could have prevented Watergate. Oh my god! This gosh. is my greatest, the greatest version of history I've ever heard. I like it, um, honey. Honey, but, you know what I learned from movies today? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this could be like a dolphin meets time cop kind of thing, where he can go back and dolphins killed Hitler. Flew right after the news, they did. Uh, oh, wow. Got off on a tangent there. Um, <laughs> what? But, but basically, the best part of this movie, though, oh, is truth. the climax. There is one great, amazing scene. Should we, should we spoil it? I, actually, I've already spoiled it on the Twitter account, so... If you've ever seen Steve's Vine, so Steve, go ahead and, and exclaim your, your greatest scene. So, Alpha escapes the clutches of the kidnappers and runs back, uh, or, sorry, swims back to the <laughs> island to be with Pa. And, uh, basically, somehow, basically, Paul Sorvino, uh, figured out that, uh, 
apparently they took the dolphins to be assassins. D- don't ask why. He just woke up from a dream or something, and that's immediately what he said. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, and it's about that time Alpha comes back, and, you know, it's not exactly like that, but it's like, Wow, bad people, or something. <laughs> um, and like, oh no, whatever they're strapping to the top of his head, is, or oh, a ball, a ball on the top of his head, which is they, the bomb. They're like, no, that's bad. You got to go save they, them. They still have B. Fall wouldn't get back yeah, on yeah. the boat to get strapped up with the bomb, and uh, and so they have B, and they couldn't. Either Fall had to get on the boat, or he had to be shot. But the good news is that the bad guys took all of their uh, their training from. Uh, the Imperial Forces. From the Imperial Forces. And every 80s action movie. <laughs> right. And they missed the goddamn dolphin. <laughs> yeah. So Fa goes back, and there's a little dramatic thing where they're both headed, you know, he goes back to the ship, and apparently he can smell where Bay went, or Ba. B. 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 B when he's off, he's heading towards presidential yacht with a bomb strapped to his head. Fa's following behind, catches up to him just in time, and basically says, hey, I got a plan. And then you go back to the, the ship where the bad guys are at. They're just chilling in the bottom of the ship, as you would during an assassination right? attempt, just in there chilling, playing pumpernickel or whatever in they're like, doing. the most beautiful weather and the most beautiful, yeah, like, like, waters in the world. Yeah, not even fishing or swimming or soaking up some sun. They don't even have music They're literally just, they, they're sitting with their arms crossed. I, I don't even think they're drinking beers. I, I know one of them always has the cigar in his hand. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they're just chilling there. All of a sudden they hear, thump, what was that? And then the guy who betrayed him like looks out one looks out one window, nothing there. Looks out the other window and sees the dolphin swimming away. Oh shit! Boom! The most epic explosion I've ever seen at sea. That boat is in like it's it's vaporized, it's eviscerated. Like particle boards are back <laughs> to particles. I mean that that is just a spectacular spectacular explosion. Yeah, it's 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 worth the hundred minute runtime just for that last five minutes or Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, the first ninety five minutes are to, you know, make you feel connected to the characters and everything, which is always good, you know, for a movie. You gotta love the cute snuggly dolphin. Well, sweetie. Yes, my love. Anything we learned from this movie? I learned that apparently dolphins uh dolphins were used in the attempted murder of Nixon. It's true. Uh, I'm not going to lie. We we saw this for the first time about a year ago uh, Mm -hmm. when we heard about it, um, and it sounded too good to be true. The wonderful Uh, and delightful Allison Roseman uh, recommended it. Yes, and so we uh, rejected it out. And I've learned dolphins can apparently do some sort of English with their tones and clicks and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and then the climax at the end where, oh my gosh. The conclusion. So, so you keep using climax. And I know you the need con- the climax. conclusion we'll slash thing. resolution, whatever. <laughs> uh, the dolphins go back, but now the doctors are all ap- apparently going to be killed. I assume that's... They're basically tearing down Dolphin Island because they realize <laughs> that now that the dolphins teaching them English will only lead to the dolphins' destruction and their own. Yeah. And whoever kidnaps uh, Fa and B, they obviously are going to have more people who can, who are going to come and just, you know, destroy all these poor innocent dolphins. They free everything. They drain all the tanks. And now George C. Scott has to force Fa and B to go out into the wild and never return. It's and like never the, speak to people. It's like the ending of Harry and the Hendersons. 
10, 15 years later, which <laughs> I'm like, no, go. But but it's, a, but it's a man talking to a dolphin and the dolphin talking back. Paul is not. Paul is not. Okay. Swim away. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it gets pretty heart-wrenching there at the end. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out this movie. It's pretty sweet. Oh it's, God, yeah. it's beautifully shot. Absolutely. It really, really is. There's some gorgeous, gorgeous shots. Gotta go to the Bahamas. I mean, really. oh. And, I mean, realistically, like, why wouldn't they just use, like, an hour of footage of George C. Scott swimming with dolphins? Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's great filler. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned earlier, like, towards the end, um, they, they say, like, well, basically, after they assassinate the president, they'll have to kill the dolphins. Yeah. Because they can identify them because they speak English. Yeah. That would lead to the craziest courtroom scene in cinematic <laughs> history. <laughs> can you identify the man who strapped a bomb to your head? Man! <laughs> Which man? There are many men here in the courtroom. Man! Could you be more specific? That's great. <laughs> can can you can you point them out with your nose or flipper? Yeah, I who are you pointing at? You're you're kind of pointing at the judge. <laughs> no further questions, Your Honor. Yeah, it would be awkward. By the way, that, that was all done while they're being sprayed down so they don't die. Uh, but yeah, I, that, 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 that just kind of got me. Like the, well, no witnesses. <laughs> like Dave the dolphin. Wait, honey, Dave the dolphin too. The dolphining. Uh, the dolphin <laughs> seeks revenge against those who killed the paw. Because I assume that's what was going to happen afterwards if, uh, okay. if they don't cooperate. Like, where are the dolphins? <gasps> Do they have to avenge George C. Scott's death? Mm, that would be awesome. Man, kill paw. You'd like move to Denver to stay away from the <laughs> ocean, <laughs> and then they pop up at the Denver Aquarium. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Fa has to go undercover as a captive dolphin. <laughs> well, you know, dolphins were once on land. In order to catch a killer, Fa has to become a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is why we don't make movies, everybody. <laughs> this is why we watch movies to pass their their lessons on to you in short little bursts. All right, so Pumpkin, what did you learn from movies? Oh my God, I learned this was almost a Roman Polanski movie, <laughs> <laughs> and the events of why it wasn't are pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, uh, I also found out this movie was nominated for two Academy Awards. Two, you say? Yeah. A movie about talking dolphins. Yes. What could ever? What Talking dolphin assassin. Whatever could they be? Uh, what was it? original score and? Uh, uh it, yeah, it was uh, music. Oh, and sound. Wrong sound it? editing, because you know, talking dolphins. Hey, and it did have some. It did have some decent music throughout it. And, oh, absolutely. I mean, the absolutely. audio was done well. In the mean streets of Steel Town, Detective John Claw. Is the law. Jesus, John, he wasn't even resisting arrest. But when the warlords of Africa come to town, 
Even the law needs some help. John, you've lost three partners this month, but we brought in an expert. Meet your new partner. She's been working with Interpol for years. Amy, good, good, gorilla. Captain, no. I don't partner with no talking monkey. Amy, no, monkey. Jesus, John, get woke, will you? She's an ape. And she's been following this Mokeli Mobibi character for years. You're not the only one that wants to take this some bitch down. <laughs> You did pretty good out there tonight. Clink. Why are you after my baby? Amy, want justice. Bad man, kill family. What? I didn't know he killed your family. Drugs, guns, human trafficking, poaching. Mokele, my baby is one evil man. I want Claw and his family dead. Michael Jai White as Mokele, my baby. You're too late, John. Now your girlfriend has to pay. Elizabeth Shue, because we need a girl in this movie. John, no! Save yourself! Jean-Claude Van Damme as John claude No! And in her triumphant return to cinema, the star of Congo, Amy. <laughs> Amy, I'm glad you could make it. As you can see, I made a vest out of your father. Amy, want justice. Kill ugly bad man. <laughs> you can try. Amy, no, try. Amy, do! <laughs> Coming this fall. Banana splits. Monkey see, monkey die. Directed by Simon West. Alright, Pumpkin, are we ready for another beer? Yeah, say, my cup's about empty. Let's uh, start up that second one. All right, and next up, we have an offering from Bowles Point Brewery down in uh, San Diego. This is their Imperial Porter Victory at Sea, but it looks like they Peppermint Victory at Sea. Yeah, it is. You know, in honor of dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> and we totally were at Bethmo looking for beers <laughs> with pictures of dolphins or some sort of, like, I don't know, bottlenose Bach or something like that. But, uh... <laughs> Honey, I, so. honey, I got an All idea. Right. All right, here comes the port. This is a pretty beer. Yeah, every, it's basically everything the uh, last beer was, but it looks even thicker, darker, more luxurious. Oh, yeah, and you can totally smell the uh, peppermint on the end there. Pretty delicious. Mm. All right, let's see. Bellis Point Brewing Company. The Peppermint Victory at Sea is a festive take on our popular Imperial Porter. We took our trademark robust porter and brewed it with Cafe Calabria coffee and vanilla and added a, a dose of refreshing peppermint. Trio of flavors play perfectly on your palate. The brew's sweet roastiness balances nicely with a cool minty finish. Yeah, you can definitely taste the coffee in the Mm. And, of course, being about a 10% beer, it's got a nice little burn to it. <laughs> yeah, Bell's Point is a little bit hoppier than the CHP. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I get more of the peppermint, not so much on my tongue, but, yeah, more in the aroma. Yeah, the nose. So you get, like, a little bit of, like, essence on the back end. Definitely get the coffee. If you're a fan of, like, dark coffees, yeah, this is a beer for you. And we went to uh, NHC, didn't isn't that where they had like the uh, the chili version of it, like the little spicy chilies yes. with the victory at sea? 
So they we got to go to uh, the Homebrew, National Homebrewers Conference, which was delightful. And Ballast Point uh, had a little booth there where they had unlimited beer for three days. So yeah. we visited quite frequently. But one that I specifically remember going back for multiple times was an experimental, which they said they're never going to release, but it was one of my favorites. And it yeah. was uh, coconut chili, a uh, Thai chili yeah, lime like with lime. And it was a lot going on, but it went really well. And again, it was also the victory at sea. And uh, you could taste the coconut. It got a little spiciness. You had, like, the Thai lime. You had, and there was also, like, a little Thai basil in there. It was delightful. Yeah, so this is, like, the uh, dessert version of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. It was really good. Really good. Yeah, balance point. They, uh, they make some good beer. It weren't so damn expensive. I would drink a lot more. That's true. Well, yeah, it's craft beer, you know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Yeah, and last time, uh, last episode, I promised I would uh, watch a movie on my own and review it for you. It's true. Uh, it would be a little too gory for this pink puppy. Indeed it was. Uh, it's 2006's Easter Bunny Kill Kill. Um, basically, the plot of the movie is, well, it starts off with a gentleman robbing a, like a liquor store, like a convenience store, mm-hmm. uh, wearing a bunny mask. Uh, spoiler, he ends up shooting the clerk. No! Uh, right in the face. Um, and then we find out later that guy is a guy named Remington, who's basically a giant jerk ass. He uh, he's apparently nice enough though to befriend uh, a lovely little lady who I couldn't tell if she was supposed to be a nurse or a stripper who wears <laughs> a nurse's outfit because it's definitely one of those like Halloween <laughs> nurse outfits she wears during the scene. It's a very low budget movie, uh, slasher movie, but um. Basically, he's nice when she's around, and as soon as she goes to work, uh, she has a mentally handicapped son who's about 15 or 16 years old, if I remember right. And Remington is basically a jerk ass to him and just you know, berating him, like, oh, you retard, blah, 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 blah. You know, okay, hold on one quick second. Yes. Did they use an actual, uh, an actually disabled actor, oh, or did they have not. a kid going... No, no, they... As they would say in Tropic Thunder, full retard. He went full retard. And apparently okay. other movies he's been in with this director, apparently he's like a bunch of the director, mm-hmm. he always seems to apparently have some sort of mental disability. So could he uh, be on the spectrum? No. No, no, apparently he's yeah. like a real actor. Oh, okay. Or like, like you know, legitimate. But a pretty convincing job, though. You never go full retard. That's, that's right. This Tropic Thunder, right? Yeah, Tropic Thunder. Okay, I'm yes, quoting yes. that right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the movie. The movie and it won't hate now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, dude, basically. Dude, played another dude. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Back to the movie Yeah, let's talk about Tropic Thunder. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, basically, the movie takes a really dark turn when one day she goes to work and Remington is, uh, basically, he wants to go out and get some hookers and do some blow. And he even does a little dancing in front of the mirror about it, which is kind of funny. Hookers and blue, hookers and blue, something like that. <laughs> That's the best and, part of the movie. And then uh, for a babysitter, uh, apparently he basically uh, calls up a pedophile friend of his who for a couple hundred bucks brings over his rape kit. Uh, wow, he's a kid? Yes. Oh, an entire kit because, you know, you don't want him remembering. And, uh, you know, it's his various devices. Yeah, it. It gets really dark, and the guy's the guy who plays the rapist guy is like super creepy. He's like, you know, he's like the total like real quiet, like bring stuff with me, you know, like very kind of like effeminate, quiet thing. Yeah. Anyway, 
Honey would have look on my face. It's, it's absolute terror. This, this is why you didn't watch this movie, sweetie. Yes, yes, it is. But yeah, basically the guy comes over and he's about ready to like slip him a little drink and all this oh. other stuff. And then guy in a bunny mask comes out of nowhere and power drills him right through the head. Uh, <laughs> then there's a, a couple Shit. other sh- shady guys who like were trying to break into the house or something, if I remember right. They get, like, macheted. This is where the killing basically starts for the next 20 to 30 minutes. And, you know, for a low-budget film, some pretty good little gruesome scenes. But I'm not going to spoil the twist ending. It's kind of ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, it's a slasher flick. Um, I I mean, it's interesting. I wouldn't really recommend it. I'm glad we watched uh, Night of the Lepus instead. Mm. This is good beer. This is good beer. That is. Yeah, so that's basically... Uh, wait, wait, honey, I have to ask you the question. What did you learn from Easter Bunny Show Oh, too? God. Uh, apparently, hookers and blow is amazing. No. <laughs> yeah, and I... I, I it sounds oh like gosh. you may have learned that pedophiles are even creepier Dude, than pedophiles we Pedophiles apparently have kids. I, 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 honestly, I don't think about pedophiles that much, but... <laughs> I, but when you do. But, but, but then I was like, oh, my God, they have kids, like... And it actually makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a professional. He's not your amateur. Yeah, so he's, he's, this isn't just a hobby. It's a, <laughs> this isn't it's like a your uncle who just does it on weekends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. This has taken a turn. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, throw the dolphin noises. That's the way to make that cleaner. Well, yeah, that's uh, David the Dolphin and I guess Easter Bunny Kill Kill as well. <laughs> Coming up next, though, we have our first interactive fan experience where Woo! you tell us what movie we're going to do next. Honey, what are the choices? I'm glad you asked. We specifically went with uh, movies that are streaming on certain streaming services who may or may not, who are not sponsors, so they shall remain nameless. Shall we uh, still the film Vault Fuck Flex? <laughs> <laughs> we'll call them Gutflix? No, I don't. <laughs> it rhymes um, with Nutflix. Specifically <laughs> <laughs> so went with movies that started with The. The! And starred uh, leading men who, you know... May have faded? May, may have had their one chance and... They may have peaked. <laughs> yeah, they, they may be better used as character actors. So what movie? The mo- first one is The Mummy. Starring yeah. Brendan Fraser, who we all love. Uh, actually, they're all, they're all pretty decent movies. The yeah. Mummy. Woo! The Phantom. Woo! Starring Billy Zane. Oh, Billy Zane. The Zane. Punisher. The Thomas Jane and John Travolta one. Yeah. With the Blood streaming. And the last one is The Saint. Starring Val Kilmer yeah. and the lovely Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> wow. And really, if she was available, I would not be in the position I am with Steve, which is mostly naked. Which is... Mostly horizontal. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have uh, it, definitely vote on the website, uh, the Facebook, the go? Twitter. You can go on Twitter and vote there at EILF Movies. Uh, you can also go on Facebook. There are a couple mm-hmm. posts of it on there, trying to figure out how polls work on Facebook. This is all <laughs> new to us. Welcome to our podcast. Where do we go on Facebook? Uh, that is at Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, I think it's like slash EILF Movies pretty consistent that way. All right. And you can also hashtag EILF movies. 
We're also considering uh, coming up pretty soon. We may be doing live tweet movies if we can uh, get enough people interested in that. But you can definitely start by helping us pick a movie. Maybe something you want. Remember, that's The Mummy, The Phantom, The Punisher, and The Saint. Yay! Pick your favorite. Not just the movie that starts with the. I'm talking to you, Zach, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, other than that, of course, uh, subscribe on the website and you'll be uh, privy to all of our updates and various little fun things we'll have it's going free. on. It's absolutely free and hopefully soon we'll be coming to iTunes. We want to get a couple uh, episodes on so once we hit iTunes, people can just. Also, we're going to be working on the intro music. You know, we're trying to make everything. Perfect for you guys. Hey, if you we're have young. a better idea for intro music, then you go ahead and do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Send us your intro music. We'd be more than happy to post them. You ain't got the guts to make intro music for us to use for free. Yes, <laughs> yes. Talk shit to our fans. No. <laughs> Trying to encourage somebody to prove me wrong. Yes, yes. Come on, you bastards. Everything I've heard <laughs> is that the internet likes to prove girls wrong, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, prove me wrong. So send us all of your hate mail and intro music, and yeah. uh, we'll uh, take it from there. Send, tweet your hate mail at Untidy Venus, and I will promptly ignore it. <laughs> and send it to at D-I-L-F movies, and I'll gladly tell it to her face. Yay! <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. This is a lot of fun. like sharing our uh, stupid movie ideas and random ideas with you. So until next time, everything I learned from movies. Have a good night.